you want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. I like to fuck. Do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bank busts think they're a good deal. My dick is small. Shabbat Shalom, Shlemiels and Shlemazels. Welcome to our Friday service of Drunk Wrestling History. I'm your designated host, Adam, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Putzes. <laughs> I, that's actually kind of, that's a, I think you should just stick with that for like the episodes after this. That's actually more accurate. It's very fitting. Than, yeah, uh, this is Eddie. I'm drunk. I'm old. I'm fucking tired. And I work with fucking children. And oy vey, this is Scott, the man of a thousand and four drinks. Oh, oy vey, oh my. That's right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, th- I'll think about it with that one, but uh, what? What's more accurate, putts or historian? Putts. Oh, I definitely like putts. Well, definitely yeah. putts, but... <laughs> it's derogatory, uh, right? Then yes, putts. Putts, putts, putts historian. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, are you still tapping on that desk? No, I'm not. Okay, right. I don't know what I'm hearing then. Uh, so oh, maybe, maybe that's not what it was in the first place. I'll sit oh. on it and uh, we'll think about it. I, I have your contact information. You have our there information. You go. Yes. All right. But uh, to the rest of you, this is our uh, our weekly Friday service, and we thank you all for joining us together to share the word of drunk wrestling history. And uh, first off, uh, you need to look the part. Uh, we should get some drunk wrestling history yarmulkes. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I okay. So I have great great idea now. <laughs> I mean, I have been to a store, I think, when I was visiting some relatives a while ago in, I think it was in Skokie. There was some Jewish store where they had, Scott would have liked this, some New York Yankees uh, yarmulkes or I think. Oh, good like, shit. Yeah, like just whatever the the trendy shows were, they had those designs for the kids and then all the other traditional stuff for all the adults and all that stuff. But I, hmm. I, should, I should look into it. I'm surprised Gene Simmons we'll wasn't trying to sell Kiss yarmulkes. <laughs> they they exist somewhere. Look somewhere. Oh, I know they do for sure. Look so, somewhere on Etsy. Somebody's got to. But uh, get some drunk wrestling history t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies, especially for the miniature drunk marks and drunk marquettes that you have. Uh, drunk wrestling logo, loud, proud on the chest. You could look like a true drunk wrestling putz going <laughs> to whatamaneuver.net and buy a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. And... Uh, what do we have to drink? Well, in the spirit of uh, today's special episode, I've got a nice glass of Manischewitz. Very nice, dude. With, yes. which I'm drinking, which I'm drinking out of like a eight ounce beer taster glass because I didn't want to use a full high. It's just like a short version of a wine glass, and I was like, I know I'm going to knock a wine glass over because I said <laughs> I moved. I kind of rearranged things, and the drink is way off to my left now. And I was like, I'm going to reach over there and I'm going to hit a wine glass and spill it, and it's fucking red. And it's we actually got a new rug. 
It's going to get on the rug. It's going to get on the guinea pig. So I put it on the little short uh, beer glass. God forbid you get on AJ and stain your dog. Oh, also, I'm uh, uh, ripping off your gimmick, Adam, and I'm eating during this. I'm also eating Manischewitz chocolate macaroons. Nice. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. I just happened to see them. That sounds delicious. Yeah. And Adam, in a, uh, a sad story, this is my last can of Los Guerreros. Oh, no. Now, for the record, these were not shared. I drank every single one of them. This is just the last can. So, to you, Adam... For this amazing batch of Los Guerreros, I say cheers and thank you. L'chaim. We'll have to see if we can find some WrestleMania weekend. Right. It's good I shit, pal. I was I was checking the Alasa Brewing Company website. They said that they were sold out. I mm. But then again, I haven't called them. Maybe they do have some. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see if uh, there's a detour in that direction. Time to put yeah. an APB out. Yeah. Ch- <laughs> Chavo, we're heading down. We need, we need some. Hook us we up. Do. All we right. do. It's good stuff. I wasn't able to get Manashevitz, but I did get, uh, from like, from the right section, Kingdom uh, Grape Juice. I knew you were going to be drinking grape juice. Yep. <laughs> and and uh, for a snack, Manashevitz matzahs. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you guys did gefil- it up, man. Holy shit. Do you, yep. Do you have, do you have uh, gefilte fish? Hell no, I ain't doing that. <laughs> there were plenty on the shelves, but I was like, uh-uh. I've never had them, but it looks disgusting. And I feel awful. I have a room full of toys and not one dreidel. I'm not even bringing anything to this episode. <laughs> yeah, you brought Los, Los Guerreros beer. Was... Yeah, I bring Los Guerreros <laughs> but, but, beer. But then, but then again, by, def, by its definition, I think at least most beer is kosher. So I think... In that category, you're covered. Perfect. <laughs> I'm set. Except for that oyster beer. Oh, probably not that. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, the oyster stout. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Eddie, take it away. Um. Well, I got a macaroon in my mouth, so your timing is stellar. Um, of course. But I'm going to do this anyway. <laughs> um, I just want to say hi to our international listeners like I do um, regularly. We have a uh, hello to our listeners in the UK. Italy, Canada, Australia, Ireland, Germany, Denmark, Singapore, New Zealand, Sweden, Mexico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, which I guess is not technically a foreign country, Portugal, Belgium, Netherlands, Poland, South Africa. Hey, that one dude in India is not here. Oh, oh no. He finally got sick of us. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I hope he's okay. Shit. All right, just, no I more APB even, I, on Los Guerreros beer. We're putting out an APB on that one dude from India. Dude, yeah, I hadn't even looked at it until today, and, and I just got to the bottom of the list. Individual health and like, safety wait. is more important. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that so, sucks. Yeah, well, yeah, we hope you're okay. I mean, or hey. maybe he moved. Maybe he moved to a different country. Possible, possible. Yeah. But more likely that we knew the stupidity was going to catch up with us at some point and we'd start losing <laughs> listeners in countries. It was bound to happen, dude. It was How bound to dick- happen. How many dick jokes can you listen to? Right. <laughs> he was finally like, these fucking idiots. <laughs> but these fucking idiots love that guy. <laughs> We're always, they're always yelling at me to buy a shirt. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I've got. All right. For this week's episode, why is this podcast different than all other podcasts? Because this week we are covering... Wrestlers you didn't know were Jewish. I feel this is like the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song. 
Kinda. Read, yeah, kinda. he tells you just, all the people read. that are Jewish, and you're like, oh shit, I didn't realize that one. I mean, the way the way this list episode is uh, working out, it, it does turn out into turn out to be a who's who, practically. Oh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah there are a lot of big shots. Mm-hmm. And to, and I tried to stay away from that on my list. Somewhat, somewhat. There's one that maybe one of you guys have, but I tried to actually go with some that maybe you wouldn't think of, you know. Like like I'll just like I didn't put put Goldberg, you know. Oh. Okay. Like I didn't think I didn't think that was there was any need for me to do that. But um if you guys have him, that's fine. That's just I the do way not. I <clears throat> Same reason. I was okay. like, yeah, of course he's gonna be on somebody's list. Yeah. Adam. He is on my list, but then again, just uh, I mean, but it's just it was gonna be it's just it a was matter be of, fun to not talk about Goldberg. Yeah, let's just get him out of the way. Go well, ahead, Adam. I would I would like to figure that uh he's been covered enough. Like you've already yeah. expressed your opinions about him, and then also just in general for all these, it's not like all these wrestlers have like presented that hey, I have a Jewish gimmick or like like rubbed it in our faces or so. They they just happen to be Jewish and they're, right. and they're busting their ass in the ring and and whatnot. So yeah, well yeah. that was part of that was part of the name. It was like a, I I stole the um, name of wrestlers you didn't know were Jewish from Pitch Perfect. Um, when they did that one music scene, but um, that was kind of the idea. Like, let's find out about some people you didn't know that about. So, um, well, why yeah. don't you get started with okay. Goldberg? Like Scott said, get him right out of the way. Re- uh, really quick, uh, how did we come up come about this episode? Uh, I want to say within a week after the release of the Gimmick Battle Royal episode, Eddie texted me, like, going, "How the hell did you know or about Chaim uh, Witz?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my response is Yeah, that like, was impressive. Like Yeah, which is for people who don't know, that's Gene Simmons' real name. Right, right. Yeah. And so and so make sure that you uh listen to the end of that episode. So apparently I was getting tongue tied while drinking some kiss cola. Uh they made a kiss comment and I naturally said Chaim Wits. And Eddie's like, How the hell did you know that? I'm like, it's kind of uh main Main stage uh, celebrity 101, born in Israel. You got Natalie Portman, you got Gal Gadot, and you have Chaim Witz, a.k.a. Gene Simmons. I thought you got it from That's Family true. Guy. That, <laughs> no, but that would actually be a really good, uh, that would be a really good guess. Okay. Yeah. I'm impressed, Adam. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, one of us. Got, gotta, gotta make sure... Uh, they're taking care of but yeah go yeah <laughs> showing respect to members of the tribe yeah but uh goldberg i mean you've established your opinions about him and i wonder what bret hart thinks about him <laughs> he cost him 12 million dollars yeah <laughs> he, i just saw him on twitter yesterday bitching about it he was just on a podcast this morning complaining about him again i mean yeah, i don't right. know that for a fact i'm just guessing but it's probably accurate <laughs> <laughs> but but I I want to say when he was uh playing with the Atlanta Falcons I think he did have some some hair. I would have loved to see those uh curls on the side of him as well. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um Let's go with Oh wait. I mean, I just have my list or do we want to just go around the table? Let's bounce no, around the around, table. Go- yeah, let's go around the room. All right, you want me to go next? Sure. Sure. Um, I'm not sure if listeners know this or not, but uh, MJF. 
(laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. My first one, Medusa Michelli or Alundra Blaze. Yeah, I did not know that until I was um, looking it up, especially you would never guess that from her last name. Did not no. know either. Yeah. You know, it's an Italian last name. Shocked, yeah. dude. Yeah. I had no idea that she was Jewish. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, this is awesome. Like, I'm actually learning something here. Um, right. I, just to kind of go through her credentials, WWE Hall of Famer, 2015. Mm-hmm. All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling IWA Champion two times. AWA Women's Champion. She was a WCW Cruiserweight Champion. First woman to grab that title. That's correct. Yes. I didn't know that. Yep. WWF Women's Champion three times. And a WWF 24-7 champion. Yes. Yeah. And oh, little that's fact, right. She is a champion monster truck competitor. Uh-huh. She is. I think a dude, a dude I know goes to monster trucks. He t- his kids are into it. I think he said... They did a uh, show at Levi Stadium, and I think he said she was there. Yeah, she's got her own truck and everything, dude. She's a Monster total jam. badass. Yeah, totally. I mean, imagine like you get out of wrestling and you go into that. Like, who would ever? <laughs> yeah, just fucking race around. Been... Inspired by Hogan and the uh, Big Show, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it was the greatest it, match I've ever seen. To I'd do, like to try that. Inspired to do it better. <laughs> <laughs> These guys suck at this. I could do it way better. But yeah, Medusa Michelli. There you go. I, I had no idea. I could mm-hmm. I could drive it's, a monster she, truck without throwing somebody off a building. And she's one of those people who famously like came back to the company after being gone on bad terms for years. Yeah, you know, twenty the, year ban because she dropped the women's title in a garbage can. Right, and then it was finally okay. We're going to bring her back. We're going to put her in the Hall of Fame, and now she's like a semi regular. You see her pop up around WrestleMania. Exactly. I think she's been in Access. Yep. She was just on the thirtieth um, anniversary show. Yes, um, a few weeks ago. So yeah, she's like back in the company in good standing after like yeah, like you said, a twenty year ban. Wouldn't surprise me to, at all to see her at WrestleMania this weekend in some capacity. Yeah, even just like sitting in the crowd or doing like a little backstage skit with the chicks or something. For sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, um, I'll do my first one, and this is the one I thought maybe one of you guys would have. Um, Randy and Landy Poffo. Not on my list. Okay, uh, their mom was their mom was Jewish. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned that on the Lanny episode we just did. I don't think you did. Okay, I didn't think so. I don't. I didn't remember mentioning it. Um, I'll be quick with this one because we already did an entire Lanny Poffo episode, and we'll probably do a Randy uh, Pop, uh, Macho Man episode at some point. But I don't know. We talk I think about we've Macho properly Man. filleted Randy Savage across all of our drunk wrestling history Pro- episodes. Yeah, that's probably true. He's probably made it onto some kind of list, but we've definitely covered him in pay per views. Oh yeah, so, for sure. I mean, Mister yeah, WrestleMania maybe- before. Shawn Michaels was Mr. WrestleMania. That's true, exactly. He was the original. Yeah, well, Lance Storm had a theory that he got put in that mix tag at six to keep him from stealing the show. That, dude, how can you even argue with that? Right, because he was doing it every year. He was stealing the show every year. Every year, because what, um, was he at two? Who did he wrestle at two? Uh, At two, he wrestled George the Animal Steel. George the Animal, right. And they actually had a decent, probably the best match George the Animal ever had. Yeah, as good as he could get, yeah. And then and then obviously three, which people still talk about as the best match of all time. I still talk about that as the best match of all time. And then four matches at four. And then the match with DiBiase was definitely the match of the night. Oh, dude, it created one of the most iconic images in wrestling history. Mm Mm-hmm, exactly. And then five, you know, he was a main event with Hogan. And that was probably Hogan's best match up to that point. Oh, for sure. Easily. Your best yes. non-Japan match anyway, because he had some fucking badass matches in Japan. Yeah, but, but up to yeah, this so point, ev- like, that was Hogan's best match. Yeah, so then at six, they stick him in a mixed tag with Sapphire. Right. Um, and right. they really handcuffed him. Because, I mean, that, dude, but- if it had been him and Dusty, that's match of the night. 
oh, there's no way they wouldn't have been, had a better match than Hogan and Warrior. And Hogan and Warrior was actually pretty good for who, for you know, considering that Warrior was in there and they had to go 20 minutes. Exactly. Um, yeah, and Warrior was blown up by the time he hit the ring. Right, right. But you're exactly right. They would have had a, uh, he and Dusty alone would have had a killer match. Oh, it would have been amazing, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, he was the original. And then he had the match with Flair at eight. Uh, he faced Warrior in Warrior's best match at WrestleMania 7. Seven, yeah. So, I mean, every year. So, so he, yeah, he was exactly the original Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then at, at um, nine, he didn't have a match. He was commentator. Uh, Ten, mm-hmm. he wrestled Crush, and that was game over for Savage in WWE. Yeah. For WrestleMania yeah. anyway. But, I mean, across nine WrestleManias. Right. If he has that yeah. one-on-one with Dusty, I don't think there's any way he's not cemented as Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then Lanny Poffo, um, like you said, we just did an entire episode on him, so... Yeah, so I'm not really going to go into him much, but other than just to mention that, that, that a lot of people didn't know that about them. And you would also think Poffo sounds sounds Italian to me, too, but I don't know what the fuck kind of name Poffo is. That's what I it's always thought not, they were. I always yeah, thought right? Italian. Because it ends with an O? I don't know. Uh, but um, Lanny had 13 championships over his career. Macho Man had 21. Damn. And that's all I got to say about them. Next up, what about Raven? Ah, good one. I almost had him. I did too. I almost put yeah. him on my list. I was like, you know what? Either Eddie or Adam's going to have him. And to everybody to everybody else who probably didn't know that about him, by looking at him, you wouldn't think it. Scott but Levy. Yeah. But yeah, just... Well, I, I, I didn't really want to cross that line, Adam, of talking about how people look, uh, whether it looked well, Jewish or not. But, <laughs> but, but you feel free. Well, Okay, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> Don't put him on the shit, defensive, dude. Shit, Stop shit. it. Knock it off. He's just being a shit, Adam. It's like it's Spaceballs. Funny, He's, she doesn't look Druish. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, so was it many characters on WCW uh, before his... Uh, before his like uh, leather jackets, uh, grungy, grungy look, I guess. Uh, I think back in school, he was straight A student. You would have figured that wrestling would have never been on on his radar, but mazel, nerds, mazel to him. <laughs> I mean, he just he knows the science of how to get into the business and pursue it. Uh, did not mark any of his other like gimmicks per se, but uh, Scotty Flamingo, Johnny Polo. There, there we go. There Which we go. I loved. I loved Johnny Polo. I thought Johnny Polo was so great. Oh yeah. And my my favorite thing that he ever did as any of his characters was one time during an atom bomb match, he came out there with like a chair and read a newspaper during the match. <laughs> <laughs> that was on Raw in like ninety four or something like that. And I'm like, what is this jerk doing? He's sitting here reading a newspaper during the match. He's not paying attention to the guy's match. Like he's in jackass walking into a hardware store taking a shit in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, and what range too, right? Like he can go from this preppy guy like Scotty Flamingo in WCW or Johnny Polo in the WWE and completely flipped the script on it. And I mean, he was having great matches with people too, as Raven. I mean, completely mm-hmm. opposite type of character, but then having these but killer great matches. and effective. Yes, yeah. very much so. And it was a great gimmick. And he did those backstage things, you know, those weird ECW style backstage, you know, he's just talking to the camera, um, creepy things, you know, it really was a great gimmick. And in terms of reinvention, that might be the greatest reinvention of all time. Well, now there's an episode, but um, 
that's definitely in the in the um, conversation for sure. Yeah, I mean that was a t- completely different character from anything he'd done before. Hundred percent, hundred, yeah. a complete one eighty, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. bettered his career for it too. So kudos to Raven. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've already got a couple of mine. We're doing that episode. Okay, I like it. See how that happens on the fly, people. This was not planned. Mm-hmm. No improv, baby. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, you're next. Yeah. Uh, next on my list. Lisa Marie Varon or Victoria? Yes. That was another one I didn't know. And she tweeted. So there was a tweet where she, someone said something rude and she responded with, but I'm Jewish. Like someone said, maybe accused her of having said something. I don't know. Awful. That, yeah, that's all I know. But yeah, I didn't know that. I, I didn't either. Uh, TNA knockouts champion five times. As Tara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. As Tara, thank you, Adam. Uh, mm-hmm. TNA Knockouts Tag Champion and a two-time WWE Women's Champion. Yeah, and she was... I loved Victoria. Um, I loved her in WWE. She was right away. She came in and you could... you could t- Like, she was a badass. She was a different kind of... Yes. Because this is before the Divas. This is when it was like Trish and Lita and Jazz was there. But she came in. She was muscular. Um, kind of along the same mold as China. Kind mm-hmm. of, but not not like that. But, but, but closer very to China too. and less like Trish Stratus, right? Like, if you had yeah. to compare body types or images. I mean, yeah, closer to China, but not close to China. You know what I mean? No, 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 definitely not. Um, but she looked like she could kick your ass. And she got yes. in the ring and she could do... She wrestled, um, she wrestled like Triple H. Like, she was like a power wrestler. Like, yes. she'd get in there and slam people. You know what I mean? She wasn't doing... Um, whatever she wasn't doing leg scissors and shit like that like she was like a power wrestler right um which was a great i don't know who she worked with i guess finley um whatever advice she was given on how to work was perfect for her look and her size he's like you see what jazz is doing you're bigger do that that's exactly makes sense like when lita and trish were breaking out and trying to be those wrestlers instead of divas they would do a lot of leg scissors and the hurricanes and like try yep. like that's try to find your offensive in the air. So, but yeah, Victoria mm-hmm. is a strength and grounded one. And also, yes. I want to probably reiterate whenever the episode was. I think it was when we were making last year's Hall of Fame picks. Widow's Peak is was probably the most effective uh, finishing move uh, at the time. It was great. That was a great move. Yep. Awesome move. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was she was great. And then we, uh, you mentioned she went to TNA. That was actually the best part of her career. It this is was. When I was still watching yeah. TNA. Like I wasn't watching every week later on. And then I completely just lost interest in TNA. But, you know, her stuff that I saw, she was doing some of her best work because they've always had a really good women's division. I can't believe they still call them fucking knockouts. But um, they've always had a really that's one thing about TNA is their women's division has always been really good. Maybe the booking's not the best at times, but the talent has always been there. And it makes you yeah. sad because she went over there. I mean, she didn't have like a super long run in the WWE, but mm-hmm. TNA picked her up after WWE essentially told her, we don't have anything for you. So right. kudos to her. She got her release. She went yeah. over to TNA and she had a way better career, at least on paper. Over, I mean, probably right. didn't make as much money, but in terms of career satisfaction, I would say probably way more satisfied. Quality with of matches. Yeah. Side. Yes. Yeah. I would yeah. think so, yeah. And to Eddie's point, quality of the roster of matches she could have. Right, especially because that was around the time they're like, hey, let's get Kelly Kelly and, you know, uh, whoever the fuck else. You know, right. like the people who, the, the 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 women who wouldn't even wrestle hardly. They'd have a match like every three stack, months stack and they'd up mostly more just change backstage. Yeah. As opposed yeah, to going right. there, you could go to toe-to-toe with the beautiful people, Angelina Love, Madison Rain, ODB, 
like instead get, of whoever John get, Laurinaitis was trying to fuck. Yeah, right. Mickey James. Right. You yeah. get you get competition over there, and and it's yeah. disappointing too because they just announced Stacy Keebler for the Hall of Fame WWE, and that's great, good for her. Not that she's not deserving, but then you look at somebody like Victoria. She's due, mm-hmm. and you're like, why is this one getting in before this one? Who? Whatever. Totally. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But the wrestling fans are the ones that were really like, she should be in before anybody else goes in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's overdue. She should have been in the Long first overdue. year she was retired. Yes. Hundred yeah. percent yeah. agrees. So uh, there you go, Victoria. Highly underrated, yeah. I might add. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay, my next one is the Malenko family. There you go. Yep. Um, I don't know who knows this, so their last name is not Malenko. Dean Malenko was obviously son of Boris Malenko, um, so that's where I got the name from, but his last name was actually Simon. He also had a brother, Joe. Um, Dean was the most famous of them. He actually had a really good um, run in ECW. The ECW run was short, like most of those guys were. Um, His WCW run was really uh, pretty long. He was there a long time, and he was only in WWE for like two years. He came in as part of the Radicals. His career there was actually sort of forgettable. Yeah, it was. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you a guy he feuded with. Um, I can tell you a girl he feuded with. Who? <laughs> Lita. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, him and Perry um, Saturn, their Radicals break off. Not memorable at all. Obviously, he uh-uh, and Eddie Guerrero were like the two that... Those were the two guys. Those were the yeah. stars. That's why they signed all four was to get those two. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, Malenka was a great worker. Oh, 100%. Dude, his matches in WCW especially Man, were I mean, just I mean, amazing. You don't, you don't get the nickname Man of a Thousand Holds for just being a pretty face. Exactly. Right. He exactly. was like a Daniel Bryan style wrestler. Like if for, for anyone who's never seen one of his matches, that's think Daniel Bryan. He worked like him. Um, and, um, he ended up between the, between the three companies, he won 11 championships. He was a member of the four horsemen for a minute. Yep. That's right. And, um, he retired in WW in 2001. It was an agent until 2019. And now he's an agent over at AEW. So his career, I want to say started around, I wrote it. I didn't write it down 86, 85, 86. So he only had like a 15, 16 year run as a wrestler. He's been an agent for longer than that at this point. So that's really what he's going to end up being. Um, I imagine what, I don't know if he ever goes in the hall of fame, I have a feeling a lot of emphasis is going to be put on that. What he, how he helped the, the younger wrestlers as an agent. Okay. Um, cause he contributed more in that way. I think than he did as a, as a wrestler. Um, Joe didn't have that great of a career. Um, he doesn't really have a lot of highlights other than he was just Joe in WWE for a minute. <laughs> just and, Joe. and he is now a pharmacist, but of the oh, three, wow. I think, yeah. Um, of the three, I think Boris was the most interesting. Um, he was born in Newark. There's a fly in here. He was born in Newark, New Jersey. Um, he started in 1955 wrestling on the East Coast. In 57, he ended up going to Dallas for a bit. He worked with Fritz Von Erich there, which might have, I don't know, uh, maybe he got the idea for his new gimmick when he got to AWA. He went there in 61, and he changed his name to Otto Von Krupp, and he wore jack boots, like Nazi jack boots, and he had a swastika on his back. Oh boy! Yeah, so he's doing as a Jewish wrestler, he's doing a Nazi gimmick. Ouch! Uh. Yeah, which is crazy, you know. Oh god, the doorbell rang, and now the dogs are going crazy. Did you do a Bevmo liquor thing? No, I think Carissa ordered something from Safeway. 
She can't hear it because she has her AirPods on. Right. Yeah. You guys can hear it. I'm sure. Is she out. Um, hang on. You know what? Go Give ahead. Me one second. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll cut this out. This isn't gonna be fun. Or I don't know. Maybe you. Maybe you guys will be entertaining. Hang on. This is awesome, dude. If this happened to one of us, I guarantee, like, when we had to go, he'd be the one talking shit. He tried to end an episode one time when I had to go turn over enchiladas or something in the oven. Uh, yeah, he egged me on. It was... <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm stabbing him in the back, but... Uh, but now I'm fully that. invested into, like, what had to interrupt the show. Like, he better not say it was just like, the Amazon. I have to know what's inside the Amazon box. What's in the box? What's, what's in, in the box? The box? Oh, no, God. Oh, God. What's oh, in the box? <laughs> All right, what's in the box, dude? Uh, it was an Amazon package. I don't know what it was. I yeah, no, no, nope, that's not an acceptable answer. We were just talking about this. In you order know for what it is? to interrupt the show, I have to know what it is. All right, it's probably going to be something boring, but I'll go, I'll go get it. Yeah, Hang go on. get it. Open it. Since when is lube boring? Right, Adam, I actually have my money on a butt plug. Okay, let's see. I my wanna, money's on some sort of anal device. I want to say something for a pet. Oh, that makes way more sense. All right, but, hang on. But will drunkenly be inserted into the anus. Oh, okay. Maybe. Hopefully not of the pet. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's exactly as boring as I thought it was going to be. It's a hook for Carissa to hang her headphones on the wall. Oh, you definitely. Adam, I think I was closest. <laughs> You're, uh, Scott's closer, yeah. What did you guess? Butt plug for you. How is that close? Well, what did Adam guess that that was closer? Because I guessed something toy. for the pet. And yeah. So if something had to be inserted but, into your anus, it would probably, it would probably uh, be a, a 3M hook. Uh, Unless I, Sasha is barking, hey, I like BDSM, then I'd be way off. <laughs> but. I would have preferred the butt plug if that's what we got to do with it. This hook would not. This would not be good. It's and it seems the like ass it get, out of me. And it seems like it could get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you interrupted the show, dude. Uh, okay. So back to Boris Malenko. Um, so he was Otto von Krupp, and he was doing a Nazi gimmick, um, which that's why I thought maybe that came from working with Fritz. Because do you know that that was Fritz's gimmick? I, you know what? I think I've heard that. Yes. Yeah. Not necessarily a Nazi, but he was like German and it was very much like, I'm going to be the German heel. Right. Like 15 years after World War II, you know, when a lot of guys who were, who fought in Europe were coming to the shows. You right. Know? Right. Hey, he knows his fan base, brother. He does. Yeah. I mean, it's ballsy. Um, he uh, teamed with Bob Geigel during this time, which I would have loved to have heard that conversation go down. Like, Bob, listen, I'm thinking we do a Nazi gimmick. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, so the Malenko name came up when he went to South Florida and he was suddenly a Soviet. So he became Boris Malenko, which is Malenko's okay. a Russian last name. It actually means, I think Malenko actually means little. Um, and he went by the great Malenko also. Um, he got over huge in Florida because the Cubans hated him because he was a communist. Oh, oh okay. Shit. There you go. Cause, yeah, because Cubans hate communists more than anybody. Okay. Um, he ended up mostly working in Florida, Dallas, Knoxville, and a little bit in Japan. And um, one of the last angles he did, which I thought was really interesting, he became Jerry Blackwell's manager because he had acquired the mortgage to Jerry Blackwell's farm. <laughs> so he's like, well, you have to fight for me because I own the mortgage on your farm. Uh, Ronnie Garvin ended up paying the mortgage off and then Jerry Blackwell attacked him. And what I thought was funny about that is HBK and JBL did almost the same angle about 30 years later. 
Oh God, I didn't remember the that. employment yeah. one. Yeah. So I right. wonder if someone was aware of that. You know what I mean? Did, like, I mean, Vince wouldn't have been aware of that. That was going on in Florida, you know, while he was up there work doing commentary for his dad and promoting shows in Bangor. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I wonder if someone. I don't know who, if anyone had been in Florida at the time, or maybe it was Dusty's idea. You know, I don't know. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been. Be. But yeah, I mean, or maybe it's just a coincidence. But it was a very similar angle. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think there's many coincidences wrestling, right? Like. Not no, a lot, really. A no. lot of shit's already been done. A lot of it is rehash, right? Like, how many times are they going to try to recreate the magic that was the NWO? Right, right. You know, a lot of it. There's very little coincidence, dude. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And that's it for them. All right. Uh, let's talk about Albert, the A Train, Lord Tenzai. Or current uh, NXT ch- or Performance Center trainer, and and I guess NXT trainer Matt Bloom. He was next Which on was my su- list. <laughs> I was surprised to find out he wasn't Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the next episode. Wrestlers didn't know we we're Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah, uh, I forget uh, fo- football player somewhere, but. Uh, I guess, yeah, uh, TNA w- or T and A with Test and Trish Stratus. Uh, he was the hip hop hippo with Scotty Tuhati. After breaking off with him, he's, he became the A train. Um, a lot, a lot later, he came back for five minutes as Lord Tensai, and which was awful, horrible, worse than A train. <laughs> Yes. At least A Train got a match with the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Was it? Yeah, he was, was also. Did you, say he was Prin- right. did you say he was Prince Albert? Yes. Oh, br- okay, uh, probably earlier, joke. but yeah, pr- uh, Prince yeah, Albert. It's a dick reference. Yeah, named after a fucking dick piercing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vince but- found that out and was like, "Oh, we need a guy with Prince Albert's name." <laughs> That's good shit, pal. It's named after his dick. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I I thought he was just in a can. So yeah, I I don't know if uh I don't know if as memorable a career in WWE or um in his uh 10 years in in Japan, but at least being very very effective uh doing the si- doing the silent work, but and shouldn't be the thankless work because he's putting out superstar after superstar on NXT. Just definitely want to give him yes, a he is. Just want to give him a shout out and hopefully a future um, Hall of Fame induction for his uh, continued work. Yeah, if anything, just for a being the horse. head trainer at NXT now. Because mm-hmm. he took over for yeah. that piece of shit, Bill DeMott, and it's just done an outstanding job. Right. Yeah, totally. I think he probably will, you know, to be like one of those. He'll, he'll go on second of the night. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he'll be like the third one they announce for it or something like that. Although it seems like the classes are getting smaller because we're up to four. Only WrestleMania four, and, and it's and this a, week, yeah. Today, it's, yeah. it's Friday. Today's Monday. It's on Friday. So they might be going with a being after SmackDown. I think they're cutting it, which is good because I've been saying for years they're putting too many people in because they're going to run out of people who are worth yes. putting in if they do eight, eight at a time. Yes. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I think he's deserving for that kind of, for the backstage stuff, which I think a lot of people are in that same category which that could actually be a fun episode like who's uh hall of fame worthy not for their in-ring career 
Well, and that's funny. You guys just had back-to-back names that could go in just for the work they've done with you, said Eddie, like with the kids or with the mm-hmm. younger generation. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, to Adam, to your point, I had some notes on A-Train because he was the next one on my list. Luckily, I made a fourth. Um, WWF IC champion. Mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling Noah GHC Tag Team Champion with Carl Anderson. And a two-time IWGP Tag Team Champion, once with Tomco and once again with Carl Anderson. Not Those are not Man. bad partners to be with. Albert and Tomco, that's some charisma right there. <laughs> <laughs> those two guys. It's like a charisma vacuum. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure their, uh, their promos are what got them over. Right, right, especially Tomco. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I will uh, get the fourth one on my list here. This guy is going to get over on the merit of banging Tori Wilson, Billy Kidman. Ah, uh, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that was the highlight of his career. Pretty much. That's the <laughs> number one achievement on my list here for him. Yeah, but, he's almost more, he's more known for that, right, than for anything he actually did. In the uh, you know, <laughs> there's no doubt. I mean, he did that, he did that shooting star, which was awesome, but like how many. Billy Kidman matches, does anybody remember? Oh, dude. Like, oh, yeah, you used to reverse power bombs into, like, a face buster. But, dude, you totally banged Tori Wilson. <laughs> right. Everyone knows that geek and the wife beater was banging Tori Wilson. Exactly. That. Like, uh, oh, yeah, you mentioned to somebody, Billy Kidman. Like, oh, yeah, the guy used to bang Tori Wilson. Like, that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. Hey, but you know what, though? He fucking banged Tori Wilson. So, mm-hmm. good for him. WWE Cruiserweight Champion a total of four times. Tag Team Champion with Paul London in the WWE. WCW Cruiserweight Champion three times, WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Champion, which I don't even remember them having Cruiserweight Tag Team belts, but he held those with Rey Mysterio, and he was a two-time WCW World Tag Team Champion, once with Mysterio and once with Conan. And that run with, um, uh, what the hell's his name? London. Uh, London. That was really good, actually. Once you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. That's actually the thing I remember the most about him as far as his work. Because those dudes were good together. And I always thought Paul London had so much potential. You know? I but agree. He, yeah, dude. He got they fu- were he great got, together. Yeah, he got fired because he... What did he laugh at? He laughed at... When Vince died, right? Was it the Vince funeral or something? He was laughing. Apparently when smiled exploded? during Vince's walkout on... Or... During that Vince appreciation night, he was walking out. Yeah. Everyone was supposed to be stagnant or not pleased. He was smiling. Stagnant. Or whatever. <laughs> Neutral. That's great. Neutral. No, stoic. Stoic, I think is what you meant. There we well, go. I think no. I th- you might be thinking of Kendrick and London. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying Paul London. Oh, oh, oh yes, Paul London. Oh, yes, I'm saying, in general, I'm Paul London. And, yeah, I'm just saying. And then general, there was Paul also yes. uh, ex- suspended for X amount of time for overselling, uh, overselling a uh, clothesline during the t- that Royal Rumble that we covered. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's true. That's right. That's now we're right. talking to Paul London. Yeah. Now uh, we're talking about Paul London. <laughs> yeah. When is 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 he Jewish? Do we? Does he look Jewish, Adam? We didn't bank Tory Wilson, so he didn't make my list. Uh. All right, I'll get to my last one. Um, so my last one is actually two that are unrelated other than... I couldn't pick between the two. I thought they both should be in here. And um, they're they're not related in any way other than neither of them were actually wrestlers. They were just involved with wrestling. So the first one is Ernie Roth. 
Adam, I know you don't know who Ernie Roth no. is. Scott, do you know who Ernie Roth is? I don't. Ernie Roth is the Grand Wizard. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's his real name. Ernie Roth is his real name. Um, he started in the 60s. He was a DJ that Jim Barnett discovered, and he thought he would make a good heel manager, which is quite a backhanded compliment when you think about it. Fucking nailed it. Yeah, you're very unlikable. I think pay, people would pay to see you fucking yeah. uh, get, get, you know, get your ass kicked. Um, his first gimmicks were Mr. Clean, which I don't know if it was because of his bald head. Interesting. Or just, or what? And then he was Jay Wellington Radcliffe. He worked in Detroit. Um, and he started wearing the turban when he managed the Sheik. He went by Abdullah Farouk. And uh, he was his manager for a few years. And uh, he became the Grand Wizard in 1970 when he went to the WWWF. And um, I assume most people know, but the Grand Wizard was like the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. And Ernie Roth was like, it was like a fuck you to the Klan by Ernie Roth. Like, no, fuck you. I'm the Grand Wizard. Um, <laughs> Look at how I'm dressed. Yeah, right. And he Face was like, uh, he was he, he yeah. was Jewish and gay. So it was like a double whammy for him. Like the Klan would have hated him. So he's like, totally. no, I'm taking your, I'm stealing your fucking gimmick, brother. Yep. Um, he managed Fuji and Toru Tanaka to two tag team championships. He managed Stasiak to a world championship over Pedro Morales in 73. And he was Billy Graham's manager in 77 when he beat Bruno for the world title. Shit, the manager of champions before Captain Lou. And he also managed Pat Patterson when he won the IC title. So in the 70s in the WWE, he was the fucking man. I mean, imagine like Bruno lost two fucking matches. It's basically from 63 till he retired. And both of them were guys managed by Ernie Roth. Damn, that's impressive. Um, yeah, drunk fact, he also lost to Ray Stevens in San Francisco, but it was unrecognized. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think in 60, yeah, I forget the year. but Bruno did? 60s, I think. Really? Bruno lost to Ray Stevens in the Cow Palace. Yeah. So was that one of those doing a favor things like Hogan did for one of the Rougeos? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And it somehow they um, somehow reversed the decision. So uh, Stevens didn't become world champ. Got it. Okay. But yeah, he was, um, yeah, he lost to Stevens in the cop house. Wow. Um, he also managed, uh, just to name a few, Kowalski, Crazy Luke Graham, Sergeant Slaughter, Ernie Ladd, and Bob Orton. So, I mean, he was, he had quite a stable. Yes, he was he did. no joke. And he was part of the Unholy Trinity with Blassie and Albano. That's what they used to call the three, it was the three heel managers of the territory at the time. Got it. And he was in the um, such he died young. He died when he was like 59 or something like that. Really young. Um, he was uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame in the inaugural class in 1995. So he was like, boom, right. We're putting him in right away. Like this guy contributed so much. Um, he was also the first manager in WWE who didn't start as a wrestler. They'd had, you know, they hadn't had a huge amount of, cause you know, like the seventies was still kind of early in the manager days. True. Um, cause back in the day, like before TV really blew up, you guys wouldn't have managers. Um, so they hadn't had a lot of managers, but he was the first one who ha hadn't previously been a wrestler. Okay. Got it. Okay. So my other one who I just could not leave off of this, um, and it's anyone who listens to the show knows we're huge fans of this guy here. Um, I was surprised to find out that this person has a Wikipedia page, and I assume he made it himself. The great Joel Gertner. Oh, dude, I almost put him on here. Yeah, um, he didn't really have much of a career, so I only have a couple things on him. Um, he started doing shows in '92 when he was 17 years old. He called himself called himself Joey Jaguar, which was a great <laughs> name, but it wouldn't have worked for the Joel Gertner gimmick right, later on. Right. Um, it's just too cool of a name. Yes. Um. 
he was going to Cornell when he started uh, working in wrestling, and he dropped out a year before getting a bachelor's um, because his bookings were getting in, in the way. He couldn't hold the schedule. You know, he couldn't go to school and do Dan do his bookings at these indie shows. Okay. Um, he took the Eliminators finisher at Barely Legal in 1997, and he's been wearing a neck brace ever since. <laughs> So, I mean, that injury is worse than Bob Orton's even and, worse. And, and Iron Mike Sharps. And Iron Mike Sharps, yeah. Who I believe was buried with that arm brace. I think you're right, right? Still he's like, um, yeah, right. He's like, um, uh, what's his name? El Santo getting buried in the mask. Right, exactly. Or or Bella Lugosi getting buried in his Dracula gimmick. <laughs> um, the Dudleys won eight tag team titles with him. And basically, once WCW folded, he's just been doing indies. He was in TNA for a minute. But... Yeah, I don't have a huge amount to say about him, so what I'd like to do is let him speak for himself. I don't hear anything, dude. Oh, you don't hear anything? No. No. How is that possible? Mm, You didn't test something before we started recording? No. Wait, could you hear the jackass sound earlier? I heard the office theme. I heard the office theme. That was that was Chris's phone ring. <laughs> well, shit. No, Why didn't isn't hear it? jackass. Didn't hear. Oh no. Oh damn. Um, <laughs> hang on. Well, this is unfortunate. Yeah, but this can go into the clip show. All right. Well, okay. Would you um, like to summarize? Okay. No, I'll just edit it in, and you guys won't hear it. Oh, that's fun. What? Despite what the Florida Tourism Board has been feeding all of you ignorant people, it is I, every female's top tourist destination, and the man whose crotch is truly the happiest place on earth. The man who makes Minnie Mouse's panties wet. And the man who just last night helped Daisy Duck fulfill her dream as she took one for the team and I made her squeal and scream as I filled her full of cream. It is I, the bacon in her eggs, the man for whom she begs, and the face between her legs. The quintessential and original stud muffin, and a good lord have mercy, goddamn handsome man, Joel. I shoot out a full condom filler, and it tastes like vanilla. Gurkhan. Yeah, I know, but um. I was hoping to hear eight or nine dick jokes before we stopped this episode but hey should i repeat should i should I, should i just repeat it to you you should yeah should, give, that be give fun? us a summary who's well, mom did he sleep about, with uh he and he talks about fucking um daisy duck oh yeah because they're in orlando and he does like a whole thing i don't know dude oh so he went bestiality we're near disney world let's go bestiality exactly right that's right. fucking yeah. genius dude <laughs> yeah yeah so okay you guys just heard it scott and adam couldn't hear it so that's why i'm summarizing it for him um, so there's, I don't know what's going on here. That's weird. Um, but, uh, yeah. So he ends up talking about, he fucked Daisy duck. Awesome. This guy got in a wrestling ring on pay-per-view and talked about 
fucking a cartoon duck. I don't know how he was so, a heel. He, he really wasn't. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Like, he barely would. People, people loved him. Yeah, the original people's champion. Yeah. So for promos like that, he had to make it into the show. <laughs> Love Joel Gertner. I, I almost I put him on him my list, dude. And I was like, you know what? I, I can almost guarantee Eddie's going to have him. Yep, yep, you can count on me. <laughs> I really can. <laughs> so anyway, damn, I wish I would I wish you could have heard it. I have no idea what's going on. But it is what it is. Well, whatever. No, yeah, I'll have to listen right. to the episode to find out what he said. Yeah, you're, this will you're, this will go on the clip show. Yeah. And that's it. Well, actually, well, really quick, uh I want to throw so, just some honorable mentions, not honorable because of like hey, really you quick, didn't know, Adam, but, let me interrupt you. Hold on. Tell me if you can hear this. No, you probably can't, huh? All right. Okay. Forget yeah. it. Go ahead. Right. Honorable well, mentions. Anyways, I mean, maybe they weren't included, but it's probably because you knew Colt Cabana and MJF. Yep. Yeah. Um, Paul Heyman. He's a Hanukkah guy. I want to say, like, was he maybe the first WWF t- or WWE t-shirt that uh, was something Hanukkah or something Jewish related. Uh, yeah, because I can't think of any other ones. Oh, wait, I don't remember what you're talking from about. Maybe aside the like, Ice Star Colt uh, shirt. Well, it would be whichever was first. No, no, but well, I mean, Colt Cabana didn't do that in WWE, but yeah, whichever of those two was first. Okay, or at least uh, just two that really stood out among so many. Op- opportunities but never never taken by a jewish wrestler or so hmm or just yeah two of its kind something like that cool uh i just also want to give us i want to mention a quick name here this is a wrestler i want to say looks like from the 50s it's just uh interesting to point out uh guy named rafael halperin Born, uh, born in Vienna, uh, he used to work with Vince McMahon Senior, Senior at Capital Wrestling. Uh, he was Mister Israel and the Wrestling Rabbi. <laughs> oh, that's a great yeah. gimmick! <laughs> I keep <laughs> the Wrestling Rabbi. I was trying. I was trying to think like what other kinds of names would there be, but I also remember there was that one. Uh, one show or movie with Adam Goldberg. He's the Hebrew Hammer, but uh, I don't know. But 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 still, this guy uh, pulling this shit off in the fifties or so, fifties and sixties. Awesome. Uh, after retirement, uh, he became a businessman and would later become a practicing rabbi. Uh, st- still being involved with both, and maybe still having his having his hands in uh, in the wrestling business. He wanted to de- uh, to create a credit card that was exclusive to uh, his affiliated wrestling promotions, but wanted to have a chip input where you cannot use it on Saturday. Or in other words, you cannot use it on the Sabbath. On the yeah. Sabbath. That's brilliant. Uh, uh, well, that's a guy who was way ahead of his time. Way. Yeah. Who would even think of that back then? You know what? That's interesting that you said that was his gimmick, the the wrestling rabbi. I'm surprised there weren't more gimmicks like that, actually, mm-hmm. especially in New York, because like Vince Senior, especially, was way into the ethnic um, babyface as a particular. Yep. Like he had a lot of that, and it was because so it'd be like 
you make Pedro Morales your top guy because there are a lot of Puerto Ricans in New York. Um, Putsky was a big one. Um, obviously, Bruno. There was a lot of that. And a big part of why he was big on that is you had all these um, foreign language newspapers in the area. And they would write stories. So uh, the Polish newspaper would write an article about Putsky. The American, you know, English language newspapers didn't want to have anything to do with wrestling because... You know, Vince broke kayfabe in 97 or whatever whatever it was. But really, plenty of people had done it before. They'd done these exposés all the way back to the 30s. So the main, you know, main media didn't really want to touch anything thing to do with wrestling because they thought it was stupid and fake. But those other newspapers would write about that. So that would get them publicity they wouldn't otherwise get. So I'm kind of surprised that they didn't lean into that. You know, have more Jewish wrestlers in in. In areas where that would, you know, make sense. Or all the shit that Vince McMahon uh, Jr. was throwing against the wall in the mid-90s. Like the smoking <laughs> yeah. guns, like the wrestling rabbi would have fit right in. Friar Ferguson right. and the wrestling rabbi. Hey. You're right. Them up. You got a tag yeah. team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get, and yeah. then the next match, you get a race car driver. Right. <laughs> versus a fucking clown. Yeah. <laughs> wrestling rabbi would have fit right in in 95, dude. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he never came up with that. You're right. Yeah. That's a really interesting. It never crossed my mind till right now when Adam said that. What are you that, doing that wrestling on like a Friday? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the first time he had a wrestler with the first name Kerwin. <laughs> All right. Hey, All right. That, I think that, that uh, about bit. wraps it up. That takes care of our of our service of wrestlers you didn't know were Jewish. What do you think of this list? And uh, do we educate you? And uh, from this education, how did you grow as a person? Please let us know on the social media platforms, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, wrestling underscore drunk. Please tell your family, friends, heels, and faces uh, to like, share, and subscribe to our show. Please leave us reviews so that we could keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. So, on behalf of Eddie and Scott, I'm Adam, reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we will see you next Friday, as we normally do here on this podcast. Ichad, Stein, Shalosh, Shabbat Shalom. Oy vey. Oy vey. <laughs> That's all I know. I know my sugar buns. Shakers, screwing sixes as long as we're home by Saturday morning. Cause hey! Sugar nuts You can't lose the fight And we 
Yeah.